0: Hey, it's Chris Knight, founder of Self Intelligence. Welcome to another episode of the Self Intelligence Podcast, where everyday people just like you can get free expert guidance and support to resolve any personal problem or drama you're experiencing. Have you experienced being on very different pages with important people in your life when it comes to spirituality and the challenges that can create? In this episode, I speak with Emily. Emily and her partner love each other, but when it comes to spirituality, they are worlds apart. To unpack this and resolve the issue, we go deep into the foundations of spirituality to discover the difference between belief, truth, and reality. So if you identify as being a spiritual person, this episode offers a surprising twist on what that really means. Thank you so much, Emily, for coming on. Tell us why we're here and what you want support with.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So right now I'm, I'm with a partner who is very like logical, logical as in, you know, has never really like delved into any of this kind of stuff and isn't interested in anything, isn't interested in anything else except like my grounded kind of, I wake up, I do this, I like go to uni, I, you know, he's very open, but I think that I often feel really confronted by people who are not exploring spirituality or like not that's not really a spirituality is what they would say is like a part of their life I feel really confronted when I'm around people like that because it triggers this like wounding in me that feels delusional or like
0: I reckon a good place to start would be to get clear on what spirituality actually means in terms of a definition people use this word that points to very different things the word there's the word used and then the word is assumed to mean the same thing for everybody and yet it means completely different things what do you define as spirituality
1: what i feel is what spirituality is whenever i point to it in this way is like non-physical reality or like non-physical existence yeah it, it feels like there's a I feel a bit confused when I try to talk about it because there's like a few different things that are fighting for my attention with it it's like this weird contrast of like my daily life I'm so just it's just such like a natural part of like who I am and I'm I feel very guided through like my everyday life and I always feel like I'm in communication with non physical things. And so it's kind of a natural part of my expression and how I like make decisions and go about things. And then when I express in this way to my partner, I can feel how that interacts with him and like how he sees things. And it just, there's this huge kind of like resistance or like, I have no idea what you're talking about, or like, that's
0: not real or you know you're um yeah yes 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 this is good this is good because what the conversation becomes around is what is reality what is reality and what is true and you get this on social media i mean the word truth is going around like crazy my truth truth is this something you know this conversation is a very important one and creates a lot of confusion right and and is currently causing maybe a little bit of friction in the relating at the moment. Um, we're going to get further into that. So you said spirituality is around the non-thingness, the 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 invisible space, right? <laughs> okay. So practical people, I, I love practical people in as far as spirituality because often what happens in the so-called spiritual space is that What is nothingness gets created as something. Something gets created and then the something is mistaken as nothing. So, for example, you can be talking about energy and chakras and auras and angels and this thing and that, whatever the case, um, guidance, mediums, so on. All this gets called spirituality, yes? And yet all of that is something. If you're talking about a chakra, you're talking about something. If you're talking about angels, you're talking about something. If you're talking about energy, intuition, all of these things. Now, therefore, they if they are created, they are based in some kind of belief. Anything created has to be founded in belief. So say, for example, if you you and your partner could be talking about something, whatever the thing is, and you may have a disagreement, and that disagreement would be based in belief because I believe this and you believe that. You don't believe this exists. I believe this does exist. Say, for example, as a chakras, for example, it's like, well, I believe the chakras exist. And they would say, well, I don't believe they exist. So the the, the conversation is at the level of belief. Now, when you have two beliefs, um, being discussed, you've got two things being discussed. These two things are not no longer as you define it as spirituality. because spirituality is is the discovery of no thing. Yes. So there can be the polarity um, particularly in relationships to one or, and the other defending their beliefs. I don't believe that exists. I believe this exists. I believe this is real. I believe that is real, you see. As that matures, you start to discover that there is reality beyond belief. And what is this? What is in, What is not in the realm of argument? What is not in the realm of belief? Now, Now you're getting to the core of spirituality, right? Because that everybody can relate to. Isn't it? Because because beliefs may not be related to because they're, they're made up, they're created. So no one has to, you know, if someone says to you, Emily, you know, I believe in some story about whatever their thing is, it could be a religious belief, anything. And you would go, well, I don't really resonate with that, for example. Now, of course you can say you don't resonate with it because you just don't. So, you 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 know, it doesn't, make it real for you. And that person may say, well, you're not going to be my friend or my lover or associate or whatever unless you believe this, you see. And you go, well, I'm not believing that. So I guess that, that's us gone. That's us done, you see. <laughs> but there is a place, which is what spirituality is, where we all meet where there's no belief. Then you and your partner have no argument. You cannot come to see each other at the place of belief. You will not meet each other there. You can respect each other there. You can respect each other there, but you will not meet each other there. So have you discovered the place that is beyond belief?
1: With my partner?
0: With yourself?
1: I think that I'm confused around the language. It's like belief, truth, reality. I'm often confused about how belief and reality are separate or it can be different because I, I wonder what, to what extent, like my reality is just what I'm believing it to be. Even if I'm sitting in a park, like, you know, staring at the trees, it's like, I don't feel clear in myself, even at that. That's real sometimes like.
0: Let's get clear about this because we weren't taught at school about beliefs. In fact, we were just taught to believe things. And we were taught to believe whatever was the narrative at the time. So whether that was religion at the time or science at the time or a combination or whatever the cultural narrative is, it's you are to believe this to be real. And if you study this and 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 you know regurgitate this, then we can all agree that we're on the right track and you get the gold star you get love and approval or so on and whatever but there was not teaching about the fact that this reality is is not containable in a belief this was not a subject was it we didn't you didn't get the mystery subject did you at school you didn't get the mystery subject where it's like all we study here is the fact of the mystery the only thing you've ever studied is what we apparently know, which is what we believe at the time. So let's put this in a few different maybe examples that will make this easy to kind of navigate and get closer and closer to yourself, which is where the most where the the most um, delusional beliefs are. So let's start with like a re- religion is an easy one there are all different religious beliefs in the world. There are probably thousands of them, who knows. Now, they are suggesting all sorts of things, the start of um, life, creation itself, what it takes to be um, a good person, what it takes to enter the kingdom of heaven, all of these things. Do you believe all of these different religions you, you go i believe this
1: no
0: now someone may say to you look this is the fact the fact is emily if you don't believe in such and such the result will be such and such okay so that is said to you as a fact which is also then presented you as truth this is the truth right the truth is if you don't do this or if you do that and so on now is that the truth So you know then instantly and and quite simply that is not true. So what is not true? The belief is not true. Then you may get something like science. Okay? Science is a a bit more tricky in that it is um, masquerading to be more objective than religion. And it's saying we are studying a very objective fact that's happening and this result is equaling this result, and then that's the outcome and so on, yes? And now that's a fact, that's true. And yet, over and over and over again, the science keeps evolving and changing in so many areas. And fundamentally, this is happening. So for example, there's, um, I'm not very clear on the specifics, but a medical student who studies medicine will study a whole bunch of so-called known facts scientifically peer-reviewed clear as day this is reality yes then by the time they've studied there's some portion or or, uh, percentage that is completely void after they've finished their study from what they learned from the beginning based on what we now know apparently so what was taught as facts and then given as exam exams and all these things all become whatever changed they're changing is the point that you're discovering here they're changing even in religions the rules and so-called facts change right the christian of the of the 1800s is a very different christian to the to the you know 1900s because it kept evolving so whatever was told to be factual kept changing okay so you can see that Human beings are able to witness this change. They can say, it used to be this and now it's this. So I, I can see this and then that, you see. Okay, so this fact is now contradicting this fact. So neither of them are facts. Neither of them are reality. Okay, now you can go down through curiosity right? Through curiosity, you can go studying whatever you want to study. Let's even say the chakra system. You mentioned this earlier. Okay. And then let's say I teach you about the chakras and then you go and learn from another teacher about the chakras and they say, no, 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 no Emily. The solar plexus does not hold the frequency of identity. It holds the frequency of this and that and the other thing. And then you're going, wait a second. Was it Chris who was telling me the, the reality? Or is it now this teacher telling me the reality? You're saying, oh, these are beliefs. These are beliefs. These are relative, aren't they? They're relative to what I'm being told at this time. Okay? Meaning, what, what does relative mean? It means that it will change. See, there's ultimate and relative. Relative is what we've currently discovered and what we're working with right now. This is what we're. This is where we're at today. Okay. This is what we apparently know today, but it's relative. Why? Because it's relative to my position right now. Because in a few months' time, or a years' time, or whatever, it's going to change, and now I'm going to be with that relative change again. But ultimately, ultimately, I was the witness of this, and then that. Now. Is the witness of this apparent fact or belief changing between this moment and the next? No. Okay. So the witness is not changing. The belief is changing. Can you verify that in your own experience that that is what's happening? That the witness of whatever I'm believing at any given time throughout my entire journey is is just staying exactly as it is as a witness. But everything that's coming on the screen that's watching, it's changing. Yeah. When you go to your partner and say, look, this is on the screen of my consciousness. This is on the screen. This is the relative. And I want you to be interested in this. And they're going, well, it's made up. And you you could go, yes, well, that's true. It is made up. It's relatively important to me right now, you see. I'm interested in it I'm drawn to it whatever it doesn't matter it doesn't mean it, it it's not to be pursued or looked at or whatever the case but you can from a deeper place say yes you're correct this is not truth what I'm saying to you is not truth and if he was to say this is what's true and then sprout a whole bunch of ideas and beliefs and so on then then you could say that is not true either that is not true that is your relative, position right now looking at whatever it is you're looking at and maybe we're both looking at different things right now but the thing that's common between us is that you are witnessing whatever you're believing and i'm witnessing whatever i'm believing and that witness is the exact same thing we're both exactly the same there
1: like he has said to me as well he feels like truth is something that's the same for everybody and if it's not the same for everyone then it's not true and he says like like a tree is a tree in that like a scientific sense we've like learned everything that a tree is and that doesn't change.
0: Is that true that science knows the origins of a tree? No. <laughs> so, so the conversation's already not true. We, we can call something a tree. We can say that's a tree. We can name something. If you don't know the origins of that thing, then you don't know anything about it fundamentally. And if you don't know anything about it fundamentally, you're going to keep discovering more about it. So you don't know what a tree is. You just call it a tree and then claim to know what it is. And then you study things about the tree, of course, photosynthesis and how the cells work and all these things, and then claim to know it, but you don't even know its origins. So whatever you're discovering right now is only relative to what you can discover right now. For example, in the past, without the microscopes and things that we have, we didn't know about cells, for example, right? So someone would have known about a tree back in the day, but they didn't know there were cells in the tree, you see, until the microscope came. And the microscope came and you could see cells. And then it got more powerful than that. And it could see atoms and they could be more powerful than that. And it could see quarks and goes further than this, you see. And you know what was actually being discovered, Emily? Do you know what's been discovered? Is that science cannot actually find a thing. Because the deeper it goes in, it only finds space. This is actually what science has discovered. They haven't discovered a tree, they discovered space. 99.9999999. If you want to talk about science, this is what they've found space somehow manifesting as a tree that we call a tree or you could call it whatever you want to call it. Okay. So the first assumption that was made in that conversation was already off. Science knows what a tree is. No, science does not know what a tree is.
1: Like the tree example is not really like a actual conversation that we've had. We've talked about like similar things. I spend a lot of time kind of like in this backyard and there's this beautiful kind of field with all these trees. And when the trees pick up the breeze, I feel this sense of like sensation in, in my body. And like, sometimes it feels like communication. Like I get these kind of, I don't like, I don't know how to describe them really. Um, but I'll be describing something like this, like something like, I felt I was guided when I was, when I was out in the trees today, or I felt the energy of the trees or something like that. Right. And so, and then he'll kind of be like, like, oh, that's, that's your experience. That's like, you know, he doesn't really have anything to say and he doesn't really believe that that's real or that that could happen.
0: Okay. And what's the problem?
1: The problem is that I feel misunderstood or like unseen in these conversations or what it just brings up is that there's some kind of wound I have about like just being the la 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 kind of person or like being a delusional kid or like stuff like that so then it just triggers like you you don't see me you're not because you don't think that this can be real so then I feel like it can't be real even though I feel it in myself
0: yes so this is good um and he is your blessing this this man it's a man we're talking about the relationship is testing your real stability where you're truly stable. And what it's saying is there's a problem when he is not validating your experience. Yeah. So spirituality from a self intelligence perspective is to remove the problem and to heal that wound that you're talking about. So what do I have to do to heal that wound? Well, first of all, I have to reveal how this is a problem, which was to say, I believe you should understand what I'm saying to you. And what does it mean if he doesn't understand what you are saying? Because he, say, he sounds like to me, from what you're saying, he's been fairly respectful. He's saying, look, that's your experience. That's not my experience. And that's kind of where it's left. Or it may be going further than that and he's trying to convince you that you're delusional. I'm not sure. You you could tell me.
1: I was thinking about this today because I, I knew I wanted to talk about it. And at the near the beginning of our relationship, when we first started to kind of be like, you know, what do you like, what do you believe about existence? Or we started to kind of share how we feel about these kinds of things. He was like very open, very like accepting and supportive. Almost like in a way that I couldn't even be. He'd never really delved into anything before, but he he kind of just is very accepting of like whatever it would be that I'd believed in. And um and then I think that just over time through like tense conversations, it's become more of a he doesn't like react outwardly, but it just becomes a more and more tense thing whenever it gets brought up because it it's usually like the grounds for some kind of hurt feelings or like disagreement.
0: Yes. The meaning that is created in these moments is that tension. Okay, So when she says this, it means. And when he doesn't validate what I'm saying or acknowledge what I'm saying or see me and what I'm saying, it means, okay. So you tell me right now what it means, or what it could mean. You see, if he doesn't validate what you're saying or see you, what does it? What does it possibly mean? It's very
1: emotional, actually. <laughs> um, the 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 words that came were like, "I'm not right," and
0: you're really nailing it. And the fact that you've got emotion coming is very is a very good sign that you are you are hitting the, the block, the energetic block and the wounding that you're talking about. I love that you brought up I'm not right because when you reflect back to what spirituality is, is it about being right?
1: No, it can't be.
0: And if it was the exploration of being right, it would be the exploration of belief. And if it's the exploration of belief, it is the opposite of spirituality because belief is a thing. And so he is showing you that you're not right by trying to make spirituality about being right. And that's the underlying lesson, but that's not the outer conversation. The outer conversation is about trees and breezes and science. And this, this is the confusion, isn't it? Because the, the right questioning, if you like, that leads to the block, that leads to the wound, is often not asked which is why we're asking the question now, what does it mean if he doesn't validate this, you see? Okay. And then you got to something very powerful just now. Oh my gosh, it means I'm not right. And if I'm not right, what does that mean?
1: I see myself as a kid and like growing up through like being a teenager and like being an adult. And I'm just trying to say it without like, you know, being too emotional. Um, there's all this feeling That, like, there was something more to life that no one was telling me about. I don't know, like, the specifics, but then at some, in some parts, in some way, maybe through just the environment in general, like, I was just always given a no. Um, This feeling of someone being like, no, like, stop. Yes. What does it mean if he
0: doesn't validate this? What does it mean if he doesn't validate this?
1: Then, then I was... Like, wrong all along.
0: Okay. So, this is the thought you are suffering. In the face of all of those who denied what I was seeing and what I was sensing and what I was tuned in with, I was wrong all along. And tell me what it means if you're wrong all along. What what does that mean for you? I'm
1: I'm finding it hard. It's like slipping from me.
0: Yes, very good. Let's just pause there for a second because this is important. What I've just asked you hits the a core thread in your false sense of self, which is your identity that has been based from the past experiences, which you love to say at this point always was the case. And when you look back at this recording, you'll see these words that you're using, always, always, always. So it's locked in locked in, and life is trying to help you to loosen it, loosen your grip on this, okay, like through 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 this recent now um, partner and so on, to remove this past, okay, and to show you that this is there. Now, when I ask you the question that is so direct to the core of that, that will loosen it, so that will mean you no longer suffer it anymore. It's like, I've gone blank. I don't even know what you're asking me. This is what this is what will happen. And this is where guidance and support is very helpful because on our own it will often it will become a blind spot and it's just like I don't go there. And he's not guiding you there. He's just triggering it. <laughs> he's just triggering it directly. Right? And how good how good relationships are relationships at just triggering your shit, but it's hard to know if you're not educated in how to go about it. How to make that support you uh, not to be just another traumatic experience that gets added to your already traumatic story of not being seen and understood right so i want you to sit with this what does it mean if i was always wrong what does it mean for you what just straight out
1: I'm um, crazy
0: yes yes It's true that you're crazy. And this is going to be really helpful because whilst you are trying to convince yourself and others of something and forgetting that you're the witness of that something, you're crazy. Why crazy? Because you're unstable. When you don't know who you are as the witness of whatever that is, then you're very unstable and you know you're unstable and people with any comment they make They will put doubt in you because your sense of self is based on belief, which is unstable. And then you go, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to go crazy. The thing is, Emily, is that you may have had the capacity and intuitiveness and sensitivity to pick up on things other people weren't. Some people here, they're mediums and they're psychics and they have all these abilities, you see, that other people aren't talking about. and, And they're like, well, something's wrong with me or whatever the case. Yeah. And then people tell them you're mad or whatever. But they have this ability. Yes, they have these abilities. You, you have abilities to perhaps talk with trees and that you have this ability and they could support you and um, guide you in this life. Maybe you have this ability. It is secondary to the fact that you're the one who's the witness of that. When you discover I am the witness of the sensitivity I have to speak with trees or whatever, you're now not trying to prove the thing anymore. The thing is now something you're the witness of and the witness is the primary and the thing is now the secondary and now you're stable. So you can say to somebody, I witness this and they can go, I don't witness that. And you go, well, that's fine. It doesn't change who I am. That you. It doesn't change who I am that you don't witness what I witness. But before is if you don't witness what I witness, then I feel unstable that you don't witness that. And I need you to see what I'm seeing. Need is another one I would ask you, okay? What is the need, right? I need you to see what I'm seeing because if you don't see what I'm seeing, then I am what? What is the fear there? What is the the pang, If others aren't seeing what you're seeing, yeah, then it's like I don't exist. Great. Okay, so it's the death of you, see? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's why it's traumatic. They're killing you through not seeing what you're seeing. But you're the one who's not seeing that you're the seer and that what you're seeing is not you. So they don't need to see what you're seeing. They don't need to see the trees talking to you. They don't need to see the energies. They don't need to see any of this. When you know you're the seer.
1: Because it's like the sensitivity or the energy or any of it is not me. It's just, it's outside of me.
0: Well, is it? And can we verify that right now that that's true? Can you tell me right now that you're the one witnessing these things? Yes or no?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. You only need them to to verify it if you are that thing. And then because if you don't verify the thing, then I don't exist. Of course, that makes total sense. And he's saying to you, I'm not going to be forced to witness a thing when I know that's not true. And not that the thing itself is not relatively true, but the fact that you need me to see it for you to exist. This is not true. This is what he won't go with. He's like, no, I'm not going down that path with you. Because my heart and soul says that's a load of bullshit. Now, he may not present it to you that way, but just like when I presented you some beliefs, right? That I said if you don't believe this, and if I said you, if you don't believe in this God and this thing, man, you're going to hell. Da da da. You just look at me and go, "Man, I'm not going down there with you." You can you can suffer that on your own. That's not mine. I'm not taking that on. And he's saying the same thing to you. He's saying, "I'm not taking I'm not taking on your need." To be verified in a place that's not even true that's the underlyingness of what's happening what on the surface is happening is he's saying trees don't talk to you and stuff like that okay now he does not know that he does not know that Tree, trees may be talking to you no one can tell you that that trees are talking to you or not no one can know that you can only just go wow okay if that's what you're experiencing well who can say who can say
1: but then if it happens if i witness it happening then do i take that as what's happening
0: yes you will have your experience with what's happening and then that's it there's no problem it's just that's my experience the only reason it's a problem right now emily is because you need others to see what you're seeing in order to exist you just said it i need you to see what i'm seeing in order to exist if i don't if you don't see it, I don't exist. That's the problem you're clear about now. But if it's just witnessed, then I don't need you to see it for me to exist. I already exist.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because it's like the tr- the true me is the the spiritual me. And if, if you can't validate that, then I don't exist. Like the true me does not exist, but that's not actually, it's just the whole thing. It's just a whole, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's very confusing, isn't it? Because you may have called the trees talking to you and all of this, you call it spirituality, but it is not. It's just another thing witnessed in the universe. That's all it is. And now it'll be uh, a gift to you because you have special abilities perhaps or something like that. And you, they will aid you and support you. And now they're not a problem for you. At the moment, they're a problem for you because if other people don't see it, then you don't exist. So that's a problem.
1: And I think also that my, my partner is also like mirroring to me the doubt that I have like about any of that kind of stuff too. It's it's like the innocence of of playfully kind of experiencing all these things and then the like what i often call is in my ego is like the scary man that's like it's like this what are you talking about like like you know just get your head out of the clouds or whatever and it's like i've really internalized that so um it, he he triggers that in me the scary person that's like like doesn't doesn't understand how that could happen how that could exist so like I could have these experiences, but it's hard for me to take it as what actually happened because I have a belief that says that can't happen as well.
0: He, he's so indirectly supporting you because it is fluff when you believe it's you. It's not fluff when you know you're the witness of that. Everything he believes is fluff. Everything everybody believes is fluff. Let's maybe just start there. So you don't think I'm, what I'm saying to you is personal to you, right? Why is a belief in itself fluff?
1: Because we had, we had to make it up. We made it up.
0: We made it up. So is a belief then got intrinsically have doubt in it?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's why we need other people to believe what we believe, you know, because it sort of bolsters up your doubt everybody's doubting what they believe. So they have to have a whole army of people believing the same shit so it can like verify it. And it doesn't end. It's never satisfied actually. But if you and him was to say to each other, can we say right now that we're both witnessing this? There's no doubt about that.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: There is no doubt. It
1: makes me laugh so much. This kind of work laugh so much all the time.
0: And now you can respect each other's relative things, you see, because it's relative. And then you can go, well, okay, I can see right now you're discovering this and I'm discovering that and whatever the case. And we've got different interests and different things, whatever. Um, but we're both not taking our relative too seriously now because we know what the real is. In order for that to be true for you, it's important that you're in constant um, or regular, is a better way to say, um, contact with the real with the witness, to verify I'm witnessing. You know, that's what the point of meditation is or what I teach as self-recognition practices, right? Is to sit with the fact of the witness. If you would like to download a free beginner self-recognition guided meditation audio to start your journey of healing and freeing yourself from the inside out, see the link in the description or go to selfintelligence.com that you are the witness of the body, that you're witness of the mind, that you're witness of memory, that you're witness of what you're sensing, that you're witness of all these intuitive, very subtle things that people call spirituality. And and then in that verification, there's this lightness, there's this like playfulness. It's the true playfulness because what you deem to be playful in what you're talking about is not playful if it defines you because now it's doubt-based and it's not playful when it's doubt-based. But it's playful when it's Wow, this is so I'm so curious and I'm I'm able, and I permit myself because I don't have beliefs about it. I permit myself to explore this, you see. And other people may come with you and explore with you. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't, right? Depending on where they're at. But I tell you what, they won't if they're being leveraged and strong-armed into having to believe what you're believing. Then they're gonna go. No chance. That's a prison sentence. I'm out of here. I don't want to have any part of this.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think also I'm I'm having this epiphany like that when I when I came into the emotional anatomy course.
0: Let's give that some context. So over the past fifteen years, I've taught so many different things. Um, Self intelligence being the core subject now, but in the past, a really powerful way to to discover self and reality and integration and all of that was to to look at the body-mind connection and to see that our inner state is reflected on our physicality and we can inquire based on what we're seeing in the physicality what's going on, what are these beliefs that we're attached to, what is the conditioning, what is the environment like that's manifesting protective tissue, dysfunction, disease, like all these different things. And it was very empowering for people to use the body-mind vehicle to discover a lot of that stuff. And we're basically gone in a, in a more intensified and simplified and potent direction now um with self-intelligence, um, which incorporates those things but has less distractions.
1: I, I, I had this like thought that was like, oh, is this how this is how it actually is? And so I kind of took emotional anatomy like, oh, this is actually the truth about our bodies. Or like and but it's a belief system.
0: I've even got in the intro of the emotional anatomy book. This is not black and white. This is not to be taken as a fact. It's not like that, you see. Because if you do take it like that, you will miss the whole point. You'll miss the essence of it, right? And we, we do this because the ego is driving our education and our filtering of knowledge and goes, I want to take that and make it a reality and it's not and so, emotional anatomy as a textbook would keep updating forever, wouldn't it? Because new things would be discovered, new patterns would emerge, so on and so on. And it'd be like, wow! It just be a, it would be a constant discovery. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a great thing to have. That there's no problem. There's no problem with that.
1: And would you say that that's also what science is?
0: It, it's what everything is.
1: It's just like a pick a picking up of patterns. This seems to be happening.
0: Yeah, and if you can get like um consistency in certain ways, um, then it often consistency will be mistaken as a fact. But whatever is a thing is subject to change and that change will contradict the fact. So the fact is change. The change is being witnessed by the unchanging. The moment that is accepted, it's like, oh, I feel light. I can enjoy this now. I can just relax with this now. It's, it's not a problem anymore.
1: Yeah, I can actually, I feel that so much, just from that, like, change, in. I would speak to people who are, who are very, like, like science-driven, and I just don't know what to say in response, like, you know, because I, I thought that also science was fact, so I didn't really know how to, how, how to, um yeah, to, to talk about that, but then I guess, like, framing it in that way, I feel so I feel so light, like that nothing has to be that heavy, as to carry the whole absolute truth of existence. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then actually, you can then interact in such a with such gratitude and appreciation because that current science may be the thing that helps you with something, for example, right? And you can re- you can accept it because you're not in polarization and going, well, they didn't they didn't believe me and my thing and blah, blah. So I have to reject them now and da da da. It's like, no, you can be fluid with everything. Everything can be okay, you see, in your experience. Whereas if you have to be right, then you are narrowed off to a very small amount of experience as possible, if it makes sense, right? And life will keep pushing you to have to let it go. It's like, let that shit go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just not true, you see? And it's very humbling to, um, to do that. So self-intelligence is the, the um, process of skills and habits and tools of actually learning how to do that. How do I learn to navigate to the belief that I'm holding on to that's connected to my identity that I'm suffering? So we did a little bit of that today. And then it's like, oh, I can instantly experience the relief of my own suffering through that line of question and because you're open and sincere right now to actually learn that and not defend your position of being right then you get the benefit of, of that you see <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it's funny because like I feel like I've done this so many times and every time it it, it feels like like we I I do feel like I've evolved in like a relative sense but then I always just feel like I come back to the same place as I, you know, it's like you kind of like up here for a bit and then you like come back down to this place again.
0: What I would do, what I would suggest from here as a bit of a, a, a task that just to be open to not, not as like a directive, but to actually sit and apologize with your um, partner and say, look, I didn't realize I was trying to, Get you to believe things, so that I felt like I would exist. I didn't realize I was putting that level of weight on these conversations, right? And and I apologize, not as like you've done something wrong. It's got nothing to do with that. Okay, it's it's just a taking responsibility, and saying, I see that now. I see what I, I see. What was happening, you see? And something about that is so healing for you. I I want to say this double say this. It is not because you've done something wrong or that he needs an apology. It's nothing like that. It's this like ego de-armoring, like le- it's another It's another expression of letting go of your rightness, you see, to say, you know what? I understand a bit better now what the tension was building up with us, like with these conversations. And it was, I. I needed you, which is crazy now that I see it. I needed you to validate these things so that I would exist. And that's just, I, I, that's not true. You, you're right. It's not true. It's not true. That, that part is not true. Everything else we can discuss as it happens. Well, whatever. You know, you may keep more to yourself now that, because you don't need to get him to believe things or, or whatever the case is. The challenge with relationships is not knowing what happens to relationships. You know, they're, they're, they're fluid as well. They're not permanent either. People believe when they get married, it's going to be forever, for example. It's a belief. It doesn't make it true. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's just a a beautiful task for yourself and maybe even something you do on your own and you don't even tell him about it. You just write it in your diary or something and, and and you just go, oh, I feel even lighter again of my own past right my own past of rejection and abandonment by not being seen and all of that yeah very healing so i'll i'll leave that there with um with that and i feel like we've come to what's necessary to sort of shift out of this a bit yeah thank you for opening that up
1: yeah thank you so much
0: thank you for listening to this episode if you got value out of this please share it so that other people can benefit also If you are fed up with the drama, overwhelm or suffering going on in your life, and you would like expert guidance and support tailored to your situation, come and be a guest on the Self-Intelligence podcast. Don't go another day confused how to address the challenges you are facing. If you want to be a guest, go to the link in the description below. And for more information about self-intelligence, including joining my next wake-up experience, or detailed information about my 12-week self-intelligence course, go to selfintelligence.com.